0: I'm Grace Allen, and I'm Ricardo Allen, and we are the Allens. Welcome to our podcast, where we share our unfiltered insights, perspective, and knowledge on this roller coaster of a ride that we call life. Ricardo Allen is down at the 42 and a half, 43. Join us as we go all in on all topics, ranging from changing diapers to preparing for Super Bowl Sunday. Guns it across the middle. Ricardo Allen, the interception. 35, 30, Allen, 20. Welcome to All In with the Allens. Good morning guys. I am sitting down today to record a solo episode on something that has really been on my heart. Um but I've been kind of unsure of like how exactly to speak out about it and just like wanting to make sure that I come from a place of honesty and vulnerability, but I also don't want to seem like I'm like complaining or Complaining, really. So let's just get to it. Let's talk about parenthood during this pandemic. So I'm going to cut right to the chase and go ahead and say there is nothing else that I love more in life than being a parent to my children. There is nothing else I would rather be doing in no place I would rather be. But seven months of a pandemic and a massive change in lifestyle for not just myself, but for everybody has me feeling a little bit stir crazy. So I just want to sit down today and just discuss like you and I are sitting at a coffee table or in a coffee shop together talking about this topic. And I hope that you can listen to this with kindness in your heart and understanding and know that By no means is this complaining. This is just me being very honest about how I've been feeling lately and I've been making a point to catch up with like girlfriends weekly on the phone. And this is across the board, a topic that just keeps coming up. And I feel like it's something that I want to speak out on. Whenever I post a question box to my Instagram Um, and just say like, ask me a question or give me topics for solo episodes, et cetera. Like every single time there are multiple people that will say like, are there ever days that you wake up and you just don't want to be a mom today? And the truth of that is yes. Like there's never a day I've woken up and I'm like, man, I wish I wasn't a parent like at all, but there are definitely days that I wake up and I'm like, wow, how nice would it be to just wake up on my own terms, you know, without somebody screaming or needing a diaper changed or having to meet like 200 needs for everybody else before I can even do something for myself. So there's definitely days that I wake up and like, that's where my mind is at, but there's not days where I wake up and wish that my life was what my life was prior to children. So I want to be very clear in the way that I answer that, but it's hard. Like you, you feel guilty for feeling like your patience is dwindling. And I'm going to be very honest. I like kind of broke down to Rico last week and just told him, I'm like, I hope that someday my patience levels can return to what they were prior to COVID-19. Like I look back on myself and I used to be the most patient mother ever. And, and now it's like that fuse has shortened for me and I notice it. And it's something that I feel really guilty about. And it's something that I've been like trying to address and taking a moment to pause before responding when like Lennon is pushing my 4,000th button for the day. But it's just hard after seven months of literally Groundhog's Day for all of us, whether you are at home with young kids or working from home, like just how monotonous this pandemic has made life is something that's impacted all of us. It's just in different ways. So I know in the beginning of it all, like I was 30 weeks pregnant when this whole thing started at the beginning of March. And, you know, that was difficult for me the last like 10 weeks of pregnancy navigating this whole new world we were living in. And I'm going to be really honest when I say like, I really thought it was going to be over by the time that Luna was born And there wasn't even an ounce of me that thought by the time that football season started, this was still going to be something we were dealing with. So I was very optimistic in the beginning. And if you are on social media, you know that a majority of people were. Like, let's just talk about all those parents that had these like perfect routine schedules at home for their kids broken up into like 25 minute blocks of different learning activities and preparing healthy meals and all of the stuff that we all thought we were going to be doing and knock like congratulations if you were someone I to say knock on wood that's not even right like congratulations if you were someone that really followed through and carried through with that but like I will say personally I noticed within the first two weeks, like a major drop off in people that thought they were going to be one way during the pandemic. And then after a month, it was like, nobody was still doing the things that they thought they were going to be doing at the start of this. And I know even for me, like in the beginning, I was very adamant about, okay, before we put the TV on in the morning, you know, you, we need to work on coloring or we need to do some type of activity. But by the time that like a month goes by, you run out of stuff to do. And your patience levels decrease. Like, I think there's something to be said for our emotional support systems that we have and the coping mechanisms that people have in their life of like getting outside of the routine and leaving the walls of their home. And like, like I mentioned at the beginning, there's nothing I love more in life than being a mom, but there's something to be said for waking up in the morning and putting on makeup and getting dressed into real clothes and leaving your home to do whatever it is that you do. Like there's something about that that for me personally makes it easier for me to exist in the days that I don't leave my house. And I'm in the same sweatpants that I was in the day before. And I don't talk to anybody besides my children. Like my cup gets filled up from the other things that I do in my life. So when it comes time to like be that, mom in my home, I don't feel as though I'm missing out on anything. And after seven months of a pandemic, it's like that cup is running empty and it's running low. And I recognize it in myself and I recognize it in my friends and I recognize it in our country as a whole. Like parents are tired. And I think there's like a whole stigma that if you complain about man, like today was just really hard with my kids or I wish I could just disappear to an island for like a three-day vacation where nobody needs me. I think there's like this concept that you can't have days where you feel like you want to be doing something other than you are and you still love your kids. And I think this is something that we need to talk about. And so the other day I was, I don't know what I was reading, but I was reading something and an article came up that the New York Times had, recently released. And the title of it is the pandemic is a mental health crisis for parents. And I was like, wow, this is the type of information that like I need to read. So I read the article and I sent it to like all of my closest girlfriends that have young kids, because whether we are talking about this or not, people are getting tired of this way of living. And this article was just very comforting for me because I don't like to complain because I know One, there's nothing that I can do about it. And two, that it could be so much worse. But I also don't like to deny myself of the feelings that I'm feeling and try to pretend like I'm still obsessed with month seven of a pandemic when all I want is like for life to feel a little bit like it was prior to March 10th of this year whatever it was. So we are now going on month seven and research has shown that parents of young children are more stressed than many other subgroups of our population at this time. So just for some statistics for you, in case you need to know that you're not alone, I'm just going to rattle off some things that this article found um, through their research. So 63% of parents have said that they feel that they have lost their emotional support and that 61% of parents of five, six, and seven-year-olds strongly agreed to feeling nervous, anxious, or on edge for more parts of the day than they did not. So that's over half of people, and that's five, six, and seven-year-old children. So those children are potty trained. They are more self-sufficient than newborns and two-year-olds and three-year-olds and four-year-olds, and this is a very real thing. So parents across all spectrums reported feeling stressed, but there's two subgroups in particular that said their numbers were like through the roof. So the first one is women who are currently pregnant or have been pregnant during any parts of this pandemic, or recently given birth. So that's the first subgroup. And the second one, sorry, excuse me, um, are parents who are struggling financially to meet their children's basic needs. So between those two subgroups of people, this is a huge amount of parents that are really impacted by this. And I think there's something to be said for, hi, I hear you, I hear you. I mean, how perfect is that? Like I'm sitting here trying to record a podcast and there's my little, my little Luna. Hi, I hear you over there. Um, there's something to be said, you know, for just the way that we're feeling as parents and for what like a date night does for you as a person, or like I mentioned before, just doing something for yourself. Think about the coping mechanisms that we've lost. Like You know, if you used to love to go to the gym and that was your you time in a day, and that was the way that you filled your cup up to be able to give back to your family and your kids, well, most gyms have been closed this entire time. So like, what are you filling in that space with? Hopefully you have, you know, people you can catch up with on the phone. Hopefully you live in a place that you can get outdoors, but it gets really hard and really tricky to get creative when this has been going on for as long as it has. So prior to the pandemic... Anxiety and depression affected 10 to 25% of women during their pregnancy and for the year following birth. So this was prior, 10 to 25%. Um, These numbers have since skyrocketed where now 37% of women are reporting depression and 57% are reporting anxiety. And another study showed that those numbers increased from 29% to 72. Okay, I'll feed you. Okay. So I can't really remember where I left off, but I'm now nursing Luna. So we're talking, we're going to just multitask here. So sorry if you hear some of her little sounds in the background. Um, But I just think it was really, it did something for me to read that article and realize like, I can still love being a mom and be really tired. And I can still love being a mom and dream of a three day, two night getaway with just my husband. I can still love being a mom and think about how nice it would be to wake up in my own house and not rush to meet the needs of other people before my uh, before my my own needs and i just think that sometimes i can't speak for everybody but for me personally i think that i'm really hard on myself about realizing that that's okay and that it's normal and it's something that isn't necessarily easy for me to talk about so it's easy to stay in my own head about it and so reading this article by the new york times really just made me realize like okay This is something that needs to be spoken out about because I'm not the only one that is feeling this way. So something the article said is like, what kind of self-care is realistic for you now? And that was interesting because what, like I mentioned before, what might've once been, you know, workouts or meeting girlfriends at a coffee shop or going to concerts, or having like a mommy meetup group where you push your stroller with 10 other moms that have children the same age as you, you know, those things once did a lot for us emotionally and gave us a lot of support that we're now lacking. Like so many people said they feel that they've lost their support network due to this pandemic. And what are the feasible ways that we can give ourselves self-care now? So I thought maybe I would just share a few of the things that that I've been doing. So I've been working out from home, which isn't something new for me. I did that prior to the pandemic and I am still doing that now, but I've added in a new workout that's called the class. And it's like a combination of high intensity training mixed with Pilates, mixed with yoga, mixed with meditation, mixed with like a therapy session. And it's been amazing. I mean, it's really nice because I think it's like $40 a month and there's... Multiple classes throughout the day, but then there's like a whole backstock of classes that are pre recorded, so you can do it anytime. There's ones that are 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour. The music is great, and it's just it just does something for me when I need to just like kind of get out of my own head and get out of my own body. And so that's something that I've really been loving. I get outside. to go go walk like as often as I can. That's my favorite thing to do. I find that when I'm like feeling things in my body, like getting my body moving is something that helps me a lot to just process stuff and to just like get those feelings flowing and moving. I've also been being very intentional about scheduling time to like catch up with friends each week. So I've probably not like rekindled, but I've made time for friendships more than I did prior to COVID. So that has been something that's been very beautiful is like, I didn't really make the time to sit down and schedule into my calendar to catch up with my girlfriends from college or, you know, just just people in general. It was like, we would catch up a couple times a year. And now I've been way more intentional about scheduling that into my week. And it just really does something for, for us as human beings. I found to have that connection. And although we are all in the walls of our own home and like really missing the social interaction, like just listening to somebody else's stories and hearing parts of things that you're feeling yourself, like that is what community is about. So although we can't have community in the way that we're used to, like I'm already mourning the fact that like Friendsgiving is not happening for us this year. And that is something that if you followed me for any time on Instagram, like, you know, that is, that is the weekend of the year that like, I plan for and prepare for all year long. So knowing that like our closest college friends will not all be gathering in my house this year in Atlanta, like that makes me, it makes me really sad, but I'm already starting to think like, okay, so what is option B? Although we can't all be together, like maybe we could do it virtually. And I know so many of my friends have had to transition from like normal baby showers to virtual baby showers. And there's been so many ways that we've had to, adjust to this thing. And, and that's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. So what are the ways that we can make it the best case scenario for what it is? So working out always moving my body, always catching up with friends, being intentional about that time is something I used to feel almost like guilty about. Like, wow, I'm going to spend an hour sitting on the phone when I could be doing X, Y, and Z. And now I realize like that is life giving for me and I need to do more of that for myself. Um, So I'm really interested to hear ways that like you guys are caring for yourselves and finding ways to fill yourself back up. Like one of my favorite things ever is waking up before the kids and having like quiet time in the morning where I do a devotional or I read something that kind of gets me in the mind frame for the day. But, you know, Luna is still waking up as of recently now, like a few times a night to nurse. I think she's going through a massive growth spurt. And so that's not realistic for me anymore to wake up before my house. Cause I need every bit of the sleep that I can get, you know, to make it through the day with three young children. So that's something that I've had to let go and just figuring out ways to make up for that is still something, you know, that I'm navigating, not to mention it's now back to football season. So Rico is gone 99% of the time. Um, So finding ways to connect with him, you know, when he gets home and just to make sure that, we're on the same page and not running past one another. And, you know, this has just been a major shift for every person in our country and in the world. And everyone has been impacted and affected in one way or another. And I think that sometimes it's really easy. You okay? It's really easy just to, to focus on ourselves and the way that we've been affected. But the more, more people that I talk to, you really realize that we've all been impacted by this. And it's, It's affected us in ways that we recognize and in other ways that we don't. And baby girl, what's going on? And I know myself and I know that when I get snippy with the kids or when I find myself like rolling my eyes, when I'm asked for like another snack, that's when I know like, okay, Grace, you need to do something for yourself. Like you need to find a way to pour back into yourself because when I'm full and I'm doing the things for myself that I need to do. I am more patient and I am more loving and I am more rooted where my feet are and present. And when I'm getting burnt out, like the 67% of other parents that participated in the New York Times survey and research they're doing, it's I'm impatient and I'm dreaming about how many more hours until bedtime. And it's it's not something that I'm proud to admit and I'm not a bad mom for that. That's something I think for a really long time was hard for me to, to realize, like I, like I mentioned before, like you can, you can be a great mom and still have tough days. And not to mention, like I've been joking on Instagram about three-year-old daughters, like Lenny is pushing every button that I have right now multiple times a day. So I have to make sure that I'm doing things for me, like whatever that looks like. So I've gotten a lot of questions about how we knew what, like that we were ready to send our kids back to school. And honestly, I kind of touched on it on Instagram, but Rico and I went back and forth, not like being on different pages, but like at one one day of the week, we were on the same page about, okay, in two weeks, we're going to send them back. And then like, we would reevaluate the next week and we would both feel like, okay, maybe we need to wait a few more weeks to do this. And ultimately it just got to the point where we realized that one, the kids' school is taking great precaution. Like they are taking everyone's temperatures before entering the building. Um, so like even Luna, like I take her in, in the car seat to drop the kids off and like they take her temperature. All of the adults in the school, um, are wearing masks. The kids don't have to, and they have, they only closed down for like that month that it was required because, um, I think, what was it? they were considered like essential. So they only had to close down for a month and they've been open since May 8th and praise God, like they've had no positive cases. Like my kids have been in school now for going on eight weeks and they've been healthy. And so for us, it was just a matter of, we knew it was time for them to go back to school when we realized it was doing more harm than good, essentially for them to remain home. Like, in the beginning it was fun. And like I mentioned before, we were being very intentional about making sure that like educational stuff was still happening and there was still structure in our day. And as the months and the days just kind of rolled on, I'm sure that you can relate like the bedtime that was always seven 30, no matter what was happening, somehow crept up being closer to 9 PM. And then, you know, with little kids when their sleep is, is thrown off, everything is thrown off. But in our minds, we're like, well, it doesn't really matter if they're staying up later because we're just going to wake up and do the same thing all over again tomorrow. It's not like they have to be rested to go to school. So then it's like the boundaries and the rules that we had in our home about bedtime and about kids sleeping in their rooms. It kind of just like you get a little bit lax because the days all start to blend together and the weeks are all the same. And I don't know about you, but like, even now I'm like, what day is it? What month is it? What's happening tomorrow? And I have to be very organized. Otherwise I just kind of feel like I'm living in the twilight zone and our kids going back to school. It's a personal decision. Everybody needs to do what they feel most comfortable with. But for me as a woman, for me as a mom, for me as a wife, it has been the best thing that we could have done because it's given me a couple hours in the morning of one-on-one time with Luna. It's given me a couple hours in the morning to pay our bills, you know, to exercise, to move my body, to catch up on things in the house that have been needing to get done that have just been getting pushed to the side because we've been home with our kids, you know, just like everybody else in America for seven months. And that's been our priority. So it's felt really good just to kind of get a little bit of a sense of normalcy back, um, to sit down and to read a book, to make time to catch up with friends. So I don't know if this is just like a rambling mess, but I just wanted to Record just to say, like, if you are a mom of young children, like, I feel for you, I'm here for you, and you are not a bad, you are not a bad mom. Like, if you are impatient, if you just wake up and don't feel like doing it today, that does not make you a bad mother. Like, this is normal, and the way that we are living right now is this is. This is not like anything that's ever been done before. Like children used to be raised up by villages of people coming together. Like motherhood was never meant to be something that we do strictly on our own. It is a big job. If you are a mother of children at home that you are trying to figure out how to help them with e-learning and keep your career and do X, Y, and Z, like I feel for you too. And that's not easy either. And I just feel like at this time, although we can't all physically come together, like we need to be more intentional about checking in on one another and maybe finding ways to, to connect because seven months of this is a long time and it's getting really hard to remain positive and it's getting really hard to get creative. Like we have done everything that there is to do when it comes to entertaining our children at home. Like, I mean, we've, we it's just there's no end to how creative we've tried to get here for them to to make their life feel as normal as possible and i'm just very thankful that you know we live in a place and the children attend a school that is taking this seriously and that they can go play again and even just the few weeks they've been back there it's like they needed that structure and that routine and they needed somebody other than me and Rico, you know, in their lives and to teach them and to talk to them. And I don't know, like, this is just one of those things, everyone, it's so hard to speak out about anything right now because everything is so polarized. Like you feel this way or you feel that way. And if you don't agree, then it's like, that's not, that's why I've been so unsure about the right way to really talk about this because I know there's someone listening right now that's like, yes, girl, I agree with everything that you're saying. I've been there, I feel you. And then there's someone else listening to me right now that is completely missing the heart of everything that I'm trying to portray. And that's why it gets, it gets pretty tricky to be vulnerable always, but it's even harder and scarier to be vulnerable in a time when the world looks like it does. So I just hope that you can hear the heart of what I'm saying and know that the purpose of me sitting down to do this solo episode is just to say like, Me too. You are not the only one that has felt this way. You are not a bad mom. I've said it 13,000 times and I'm going to say it 13,001 because we need to hear that. And we need to know that we are doing our best and that it is okay. So like I mentioned earlier, I would love to hear the ways that you're getting creative at home, you know, to give yourself self-care in a time that you are being pulled in every which direction, you know, trying to keep 10,000 balls in the air at the same time. I I need to know because I'm the self-care queen and even I'm running out of ideas of like, what do I really need right now? And that's something I've always been really good about knowing in myself is like, okay, what do I need today? Do I need exercise or do I need rest? Do I need a green juice or do I need a big ass slice of chocolate chocolate cake? You know, those are always things I've been very in tune with myself about. And after seven months of what we've been living in, I'm starting to feel like, okay, I don't even know what I need at this point, but I know I need to change. And so if you are out there and you feel the same way, I am here for you. Like, let's let's be here for one another in the only way, in the best way that we can. And check on your friends, you know, that- our moms check on your friends that aren't moms check on your single friends check on your friends that are in relationships like we all just need to really show up and be that safe place for one another at this point in time because this is hard stuff that we're doing and i believe it's going to get better and i believe we'll look back on this year and see it as a time of immense growth like i didn't i knew i was strong i knew i had strength i knew i could hold things down but i've never been tried as hard as I have been in 2020 and I know I'm not alone. So how are you going to look back on this year? What is the lens that you're going to view this time through? Is it going to be all negative in the year that ruined your life? Or is it going to be mostly negative with a little bit of positive and you're going to realize that it it forced you to think outside of the box you've always thought in? Or, you know, how are we going to look at this? Because at the end of the day, our lives will be exactly the story that we tell ourselves that they are. So for me, yes, there are mornings I wake up and I want nothing more than to crawl back into my bed and go back to sleep. But that's not what my life is calling on me to do right now. And so I've got to put one foot in front of the other. I have to be intentional with my time. I have to listen to myself. I have to realize when my patience is wearing thin, I have to get honest about it and recognize that that's okay. I'm human. I'm doing really hard things right now, mostly on my own. And I'm allowed to feel this way and I need to talk about it. I don't need to keep it in my head. And so I really think if I wouldn't have read that article by the New York Times, I probably would have just continued to not discuss this on the podcast because like I keep saying, I don't want there to be any confusion. I love my children. I love my family. I love being a mom more than anything in the world. I want 4,000 children, but this is hard work and we can have both. We can, we can feel both ways and it can be okay. So that's enough of the rambling. Check on your mom friends, check in on yourself. I don't know, do your hair, put on some makeup and put on some cute clothes, even though you're probably not gonna go anywhere. And we've just gotta keep going. So that's it. Let me know your self-care tactics. Let me know things you're doing with your kids because I'm running out of ideas over here and I need all the help that I can get. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon. You guys know that I love to share the things that I love most with you. So today, I'm really excited to talk to you about a brand that I've literally been living in during this pregnancy. The brand is called Bumpsuit. Bumpsuit is the most comfortable, like when I say comfortable, it feels like butter on your skin and stylish addition to your wardrobe, not only for pregnancy, but for postpartum or just because. All Bumpsuits are double-lined to help smooth and support, and they come in a full lineup of styles so that you can take that whole, what am I going to wear today thought off your plate. I'm really excited to tell you that you can use code GRACE20 for 20% off your entire purchase. If you're curious about Bumpsuit, check them out on Instagram at Bumpsuit or at www.bumpsuit.co. I'll link both below the episode that's it for now thanks for tuning in when you have a chance rate and review hit subscribe to stay all in with new episodes and if you enjoy All In with the Allens be sure to share with a friend in the meantime follow along with our daily journeys on Instagram at grace.e.allen and ricardoallen37 thanks again for joining and we'll see you soon (laughs) you